0: Our clients ranked in the three pack for the most competitive terms in some of the most competitive markets in the country. Uh, I'm also going to be making this very, very case study driven. So, as opposed to just hitting a bunch of bullets, I'm going to pull up real clients ranked in very competitive markets. I'm going to show you their listings. I'm going to show you their websites. I'm going to talk about the specifics of what went into getting them ranked, how we moved them up, the results from Not ranking on the maps to ranking the first couple of results so that you get the ideas, right? Okay, I need to do this, I need to do that. But you also get the the strategies and the specific tactics that you could go back and try on your own if you wanted to. So that's what we're going to be covering on today's session. Give me a yep, give me a let's do it, give me a this sounds awesome. If you're in comments, if you're in for this, give me a thumbs up or a, a like if you're watching this on Facebook. All right, let's do it, says uh, Aaron. Dominic says, awesome. Charlie says, yep. Mike says yep. Okay, good. Let let's let's get this party started. So this session on Google Maps is part of our overall digital dominance method, right? And the digital dominance method is everything you need to do to truly maximize your lead flow on, online. And there's lots of different things, right? From your website to SEO to pay-per-click to social media to You know, paying per lead through paper lead services to all the way through to, you know, doing follow-ups via email and and nurturing your customer database. And this year, what we're doing is we're unpacking this digital dominance method step by step. And so, if you go back to our website plumberseo.net and check out some of the previous content, you'll kind of see we talked about how to set up your website to maximize conversion. We talked about how to get ranked for the most important key terms. We talked about Um, really how to leverage Google pay-per-click advertising to maximize your lead flow. Today, we're going to go deep on on Google Maps. So a couple ground rules before we get started. Um, Just if you could, you know, you're here, you're live, I'm live. Let's give this our undivided attention. So let's turn off the cell phones. Let's close the tab that we might have open with Facebook on it. And if you're a plumbing HVAC or home service business and you're serious about getting better results in 2020, you're serious about getting ranked in the Google Maps, this next 60 to 90 minutes is going to have a massive impact. I'm going to give you some information that most people don't have that you can plug into to get significantly better results. And I'm going to prove it to you again and again and again how impactful this can be in your, in your business. So just close everything out give this your undivided attention. And so we're going to talk about on today's session, we're going to talk about the latest changes in the Google map listings, right? It's constantly changing. And I'm going to, I'm going to share some of the latest things you need to know about. I'm going to unpack the five biggest issues that could be preventing you from ranking right there. You know, there were things that worked extremely well three years ago that at today's day and age could potentially get you kicked off Google maps altogether. So I'm going to talk about the big five gotchas that I'm seeing, kind of how to get around them. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about our proven model for getting ranked in the three-pack. So those are the, th- the first three listings on Google Maps. What you actually have to do, how you can move the needle, and how you can win the day, even in competitive markets, even when there's a massive company, you know, or massive companies in your market competing for those same listings. And I'm, going to, I'm going to share some of our favorite tools to automate the heavy listing lifting right? There's, there's specific activities that really move the needle and there's a slow way and a fast way to do everything. So I'm going to share some of the tools to kind of shortcut the process to really amplify the results. Sounds good. Would love to hear like what, what are you most interested in learning about on today's session? Just in comments, let me know what you're most excited about learning how to do. Mike's, uh, Mike had a question here. It looks like Christian already ans- answered. Adrian Ramirez wants to know how to get ranked in the three pack. Um, Let's see. Awesome. Thanks for being interactive guys. I appreciate it. Um, Dominique says how to get ranked in the three pack. Barbara says rankings, Josh, how to hit the top three. Beautiful. All right. So that's what, that's what we're going to cover. And that's what you guys are excited about. So that's a win. Just real quick. Who am I and why should you be listening to me? Obviously you're on this webinar, so you have some context as to who I am and what we do, but I'm Josh Nelson. I'm the founder and CEO of plumbing and HVAC SEO. Uh, We are Google certified partners. I'm the author of the complete guide to internet marketing and how to triple your sales by getting your internet marketing right for plumbing and HVAC contractors. Actively involved in PHCC, QSC, NextStar, service Roundtable. spoken at a lot of the industry events and associations. A lot of my content um, and articles and things are um, published in the, in the industry magazines. But I'd say more important than, than all of that stuff, really the reason you should listen is that at this point, I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of plumbing, HVAC, and electrical business owners across the country in some of the most competitive markets and have been able to help them move the needle from you know, not ranking, not getting lots of results online to being the dominant player in their market, getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of calls every in the top of the of the Google organic and map listings. Um, And so this is just some pictures of some of the clients we work with. But I say that because what I'm going to share with you isn't based on theory. It's not like I read a book on Google Maps, and I'm like, okay, here's some cool things you can do with Google Maps. Like this is time tested in us working with countless plumbing, HVAC and other home service contractors, and figuring out what actually works and what actually gets them ranked, and what actually gets the phone ringing, what actually keeps the trucks running. So you can count on the fact what I'm gonna share with you is based on real world experience and you're gonna see real world case studies and examples as we go. And this is what we do. At Plumbing and HVAC SEO, we're on a mission to help 1,000 plumbing HVAC companies, electrical companies, triple their sales over the next next 10 years. And so I've got a team of 30 full-time employees at the office Some of them, most of them working from home now with COVID-19. And this is what we do all day, day in and day out, setting up websites for plumbing HVAC companies, making sure they're built to convert, making sure that the strategies are in place to get ranked and truly maximize the lead flow. And so if at any point you'd be interested in talking with us about how we can help you do this, right? Some of us want information and that's awesome. Other of us want implementation, right? We want Okay, if these guys know exactly how to do this, I just want to hire them and get the result. So if you ever get to that place, where you're like, hey, why don't I just hire Josh and his team to do this for me? We'd love the opportunity to talk, right? And Christian is on here in chat. If you're happy to be watching this in Facebook, just give us a call. Go to plumberseo.net and hit the schedule button. We'll get on a call, and we'll talk about how we can help. So that's my mini plug before we dive into the content. If there's any way we can help, we'd love the opportunity this is what we do, right? We, we do this stuff for plumbing, HVAC, home service companies. So before we dive all of the way in, the key question we have to answer before we even start is does Google Maps even matter, right? The algorithm's constantly changing. Google has moved the organic listings down, right? You know, I, I think I've got a slide here, but at the end of the day, It used to be the maps dominated everything and then it just kept getting shifted further and further down. And so if that's the case, doesn't even matter. Maybe we should just focus on Google local service ads. Maybe we should just focus on Google pay-per-click, right? Is it even worth, like Ellen Rohr always said this when we were working closely together. She always said, is the the juice worth the squeeze, right? Is it even worth the squeeze here with with Google Maps? And I'm going to tell you that yes, the results have changed around. Yes, the Google Maps have shifted down the page. But the reality is the lion's share of searchers still click the organic non-paid listings when looking for your services. So the statistics tell us about 44% of the calls come directly from people clicking on Google Maps. So they bypass local service ads. They bypass the paid search listings and they go straight to the, you know, to the maps and the organic listings. 70, 70 plus go to organic in general, 44% click on Google Maps, making it the number one place people look and click and call when they need home services. I'd love to hear from you in chat, like you guys are all consumers of these services as well. Maybe not plumbing, maybe not HVAC, but if you need the pool repaired, if you need to have the carpet cleaned, if you need to have someone fix the garage door, when you run a search, do you click on the local service ads? Do you click on maps or do you click on organic? I'd love to know, or do you go to like Angie's List or Thumbtack or something like that? Put in comments here for me, just so we can kind of do a little uh, a little cross section because we are all um, users of these, of these resources. What do you click on? Where do you go when you search? I know me personally, the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look at the Google map listings. I'm gonna look at who has the most reviews. I'm gonna check those companies out. They're going to be my first pass. And if I can't find a qualified contractor there, I'm probably going to start to look at some of the aggregators, right? Some of the aggregators like Angie's List or Thumbtack. And then my very last option is going to be something like Home Advisor, where I know I'm going to get a bunch of bids from non qualified folks. Let's see Maps, organic maps, 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 Dominic map listings. Because I know they're local, I click on Google Maps. I click on the organic because I'm feeling like the best, (laughs) the best of the underdogs. I get that. Excellent. So I don't know if you guys can all see the chat because a lot of you guys chatted to to the panelists, but most people are saying they click on maps, right? So the answer is, I'm pretty sure if that's how we all cumulatively feel, maps really do matter. I'm going to prove it to you here. One of the companies we work with is, is Nixco Plumbing. And so they're based in Cincinnati, Ohio. I Told you I'm gonna share real examples here. So this is Nixco Plumbing. They're a full service plumbing contractor, primarily residential, but a little bit of, of commercial. And we've been able to get them really well placed in the three pack. So if we go Mason, Ohio Plumber, which is where their office is, you can see here number one spot in the you know top 3 listings and and I could I could r- rifle through about 20 terms that we monitor really closely plumbing drain cleaning water heater repair trenchless sewer replacement and everything in between but really what I want you to see is they rank on maps right and If you look at their overall internet marketing strategy, because Google Maps fits in as part of your overall internet marketing strategy. This was about a year back. They were spending about $2,749 a month in online marketing. So that's management fees for SEO, management fees for pay-per-click, the actual paid spend, right? And they generate 421 leads per month. this is on a monthly scale. So if you divide that out, it's about six dollars fifty-three cents per lead. And then if you look at where the leads were coming from, about one hundred fifty-two from organic, so somebody clicked on the non-paid listing, got to their website, dialed the number. Uh, Thirty-six budget a little bit lower in this particular case. Leads, and that's what I have circled here directly from Google Maps. So if they weren't ranking on Google Maps as well as they do, if they weren't showing up in that three pack, there'd be about 183 missed calls monthly. I'm not talking about a quarter. I'm not talking about a year. I'm talking about month in and month out. And so I I, I update these slides as we go. So I, I did this webinar version of it last year around this time. These were the numbers. Fast forward to today these numbers have increased pretty significantly. Now, they've increased their budget a little bit, 474,744, 572 leads, 216 from organic, a little more from Google paid search, right, 128, and 196 from Google Maps, right? So I really just wanna draw the correlation that, if you didn't, if you didn't have a play for Google Maps optimization, if you were just focused on pay-per-click advertising, your cost per lead would be significantly higher and you'd be leaving a lion's share of your highest quality, lowest cost per lead opportunities on the table. Does that make sense? Is it good to see like some real world examples like this? Give me a make sense or yes or something. Press one in your comments if it's helpful to see some real world examples. I got some ones coming in. I got some yeses coming in. Excellent. Okay, good. Thank, thank you for the, for the verification that it's that's helpful. Okay, now I'm gonna show you a company we work with in um, Buffalo, Buffalo, New York. And heating and cooling. I typed in Buffalo Plumber. Plumbing. water heater repair. So you can see they come up. What the strategy is and how we optimize the website, how we optimize the content, how we optimize the listings to get these rankings. But now I just want you to see the impact, right? Cause you need to know the impact if you're gonna invest the energy, if you're gonna invest the time. So they ran out of key terms outside of plumbing. Uh, on a $10,000 spend, so a slightly larger company, slightly larger budget, about $9,053 right here in the middle in uh, total investment, 684 leads, divide that out, it's about an average of $13.24 per lead, uh, 223 from organic, 169 from pay-per-click, and then 148 from Google Maps. So there again, like these Google Map listings, 148 leads pretty significant impact in terms of in terms of results now fast forward we look forward now to this last month this is july 2020 you know current covid situation and all about a 6000 spend 1056 track calls average of $6.50 talking about 409 google maps organic calls 296 ppc and 285 from google maps so again results are a function of really dominating the, the three-pack for a host of different key terms in, in the service area. So here's Laney's, they're plumbing HVAC electrical, a uh, big brand in Fargo, North Dakota. I'm not going to pull up the website and do all that. I, I don't want to go you know, too, too long with with the examples and case studies. But so here's them. You know, They rank for a lot of different key terms. Last year, 1,177 leads via their internet, no paid search all organic, all brand-based, 835 directly from Google Maps. Um, And if we jump to, again, 2020, right now, last month, 1,408 calls via Google Maps. So, I mean, I think these numbers, if you look at how they've increased, um, part of it is if you get your internet marketing strategy, right, and you get an overall strategy that's giving you rank, that has a website that converts, that's tapping into all of the different channels. Your lead volume is going to grow, even if you're large, you're going to continue to see an increase. But also tells me that as we sit right now in the middle of COVID-19, there's there's two ways of looking at it. There's some contractors that are saying, you know, economy shut, schools shut, unsafe environment and they let their mindset go to a place of fear. Oh man, I'm gonna to have to let guys go. I can't be you know, continuing to advertise um, you know, businesses down. I've showed you three examples that just in the last 30 days have generated you know, 500 plus leads directly via the internet. So if you can keep your mindset in the game right now, your, your customer, the consumer still needs your services. As a matter of fact, they need your services more than ever before. So stay in the game. The opportunity is there. And I hope that I've made a really strong case that when you optimize your, your Google map listings, you get ranked in the top three results. It can have a massive impact on the number of leads, the number of sales, and really the growth within your within your business. So one last example, I have to give an HVAC example because I showed a couple of plumbing. I showed a couple of plumbing HVAC and electrical. Um, this one specifically HVAC and it's um, Cardinal Heating and Cooling um, out of Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. So um, Sun Prairie, AC repair, heating repair, um, AC contractor, indoor air quality, they come up for almost all of this stuff. And if you look at the overall spectrum of their online marketing, about 12,000 in spend, 1,077 leads, about an $11.13 average cost per lead for HVC, extremely good. Um, 300 on Google organic, 263 from pay-per-click, and 420 directly from the Google Maps. So I can say emphatically without any question, yes, Google Maps drives calls, and you can't rely on pay-per-click alone. As a matter of fact, you can't rely on local service ads alone or Google Guaranteed listings alone, which a lot of people, I'm having these conversations every day, a lot of plumbing, HVAC, home service contractors, like, oh, Google Guaranteed. You know, that I could show up in the three in, the, in that three area up on the top, and that's all that matters. Well, as we're seeing it, yes, it's a great play, right? Your average cost per lead there is very affordable, it's wonderful, right? But if that's all you did, you'd be missing out on a lot more search, you'd be missing out a lot more opportunity that would be missing in your business. So, again, just want to hear from you guys. Helpful to see a couple of examples to kind of restate the, the importance and the value of getting ranked in the top three. Give me a yes, helpful, one, something, just so I can make sure we're on the same page. All right, Josh says, great case studies. Albert says, very helpful. Aaron says, yes. Steve says, one. Um, Stats mobile to desktop. Uh, I can look that up for you. Most people are searching this stuff on their desktop now. Um, I mean, from from their mobile phones. So yeah, and they're clicking right on the Google map. Click the call button. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, that's where, that's where these numbers track from. Somebody was asking, somebody was asking, I apologize. I didn't see it. Are you putting a tracking number on Google maps in order to track this information? And we put, we put a tracking number on the website so we can track source. Here's what somebody's clicked on an organic listing. They see a tracking number and that tracks this organic. Um, if they click and they came from pay-per-click, we can have it swap a different number or a different set of numbers so we can track the number of calls from Google pay-per-click. And these, these calls are literally from mobile device clicks. So within Google GMB or Google My Business and uh, who was it? Somebody on here and I, I, I'm glad to have you with us, Sherry is a Google My Business expert correcting my terminology on it, I, you know the terminology is not that important to me, but the, um, the click you can run reports and see, okay, how many people clicked to call? That's 420 people that clicked right from Google Maps from their mobile phones. Um, There's probably more that dialed directly off the Google My Business listing. So good stuff. Okay, so now let's get into it. Like what, what has changed with Google My Business? What's changed with these Google, um, Google listings and how to get ranked in the Google Maps in your, in your service area? The first thing we all know, and this is now actually relatively old news, is it went from seven results to three. There was a long time where the Google map listings took up most of the page, right? And now it's just three. So you have to be better. You have to be more competitive. You have to have more reviews. You have to have better optimization to be in the top three. But being in the top three now carries more weight than it ever did. Because now instead of competing and showing up and taking up real estate In that map area with seven other people, there's only three to choose from, right? And if you've got more reviews, if you've got a better optimized profile, the chances are they're gonna call you as opposed to the competition. Google's now serving map paid ads within the map results. I'll show you what this looks like, how you can tap into it. Um, Google local home services is live in almost every major market across the country. I'll talk a little bit about local service ads. We've got a whole deep dive session we're gonna be doing next month on how to win with Google local service ads um, or Google local services or Google home services. Um, we're gonna really unpack that. But this is how the, how the results changed, right? It used to be over here on the left, we had all of these map listings and now it's, it's down to the top three, right? We've got the guaranteed listings in play which is what's happening along the top, those top three results. And there's a, a, a very specific process for getting in there. Um, and it's impacting the search results, right? We Now, instead of all paid ads, and then a couple of Google organic, and then organic listings, now what we've got is local service ads, the Mac pack and the organic results. So without like going into a long explanation on Google local service ads, um, this is something you can sign up for. Um, I would recommend, Um, go back or actually send us a message and say, Hey, I want to learn more about local service ads, how to get ranked in local service ads, how to compete, how to win. We've got some great information, great resources on that, that really will walk you through how to claim it, how to optimize the listing, how to optimize the campaign. And then most importantly, how to optimize for ranking, because it's, you can't just buy the leads, right? You have to be the most competitive provider to even be in the rotation for those top three results that come on, local service ads. The other big change that's happening with Google map listings is Google has massively cracked down on fake listings. So spam was a massive issue on the maps, especially in home services, plumbing, HVAC, electrical, um, locksmiths, etc. Basically what people were doing was, and I'm sure maybe you did this, maybe you didn't, people were, were claiming their aunt's house. They were claiming their cousin's house as, as their business location. They were setting up PO boxes and claiming those as their location. So they can have little Google map listings all over the area, right? And then they would claim those listings and then they would go in and they would optimize them. And then they would build citations back, structured citations back to those fake listings. And it was a great game while it, while it worked, right? But- since 2015, they've knocked almost 70% of those listings out. And what, what, what Google really wants to see is businesses that have a real physical location where they're claiming to be on Google Maps where somebody can come out and see them. And so there's a massive competitive advantage to be a plumbing HVAC home service company with a physical office in the city where you want to rank uh, like with the showroom or, or, you know, with at least a warehouse that you park trucks. Cause when you have that authentic footprint and you've got the citations around it and you've got the reviews around it, like we're going to be talking about, those are the, the listings that tend to win the day, right? So real physical location. So here's what's hurting you or maybe hurting you with how you rank on Google maps right now. The first is you need a real, a real office in the city that you're targeting and, and, there's lots of things you can do to kind of expand it a tad. But the reality is if you're in Miami and you want to rank for Miami plumber, Miami plumbing, Miami drain cleaning, you need a physical office in Miami, to the extent where, you know, if you're in Little Rock and you want to rank in North Little Rock, that can be challenging, right? You need a real physical address in the city that you want to rank. Again, there's lots of little things you can do to kind of move it, but for the most part, you know, the guys that are going to win long-term have real physical address with trucks parked, potentially with a showroom where somebody could come in and see, you know, see the shelf with the equipment, right? Or see a showroom if, um, if that applies to your business. If you try to spam Google at some point with fake locations, that's probably impacting your real location. And this was a big game and there's still people that that are still behind that they're still trying to do this they're still trying to claim those ups stores and the po boxes and aunt linda's house and if you did that you might have a real location right you might be one of the top dogs in your area but if you did that those listings will be dragging you down across the board potentially and so if that's the case you want to go in you want to find those fake listings you want to close them you want to eliminate the structured citations around them um, to have a much better probability of ranking over time. Uh, the other thing that could be hurting you would be inconsistency of your name, address, phone number. So you get different variations of your company name. And what I've seen a lot of companies do on this front is their name will be Bob's Plumbing or Bob's Heating and Cooling, let's just say. And somebody read something somewhere on a, on a Black Hat SEO site that said, well, if you want to rank in maps, what you should do is change your company name to Bob's Heating and Cooling in Dallas, right? Or Bob's Heating and Cooling Dallas. That way, now you got the city plus the name of the company. Yay. That could hurt you, like because it's inconsistent with the authentic name, address, phone number of your company. Also, you get a different permutations of your company name, different permutations of your phone number, right? And to the extent you don't have a consistent name, address, phone number, on all of the main listings like your your angies list and your city search and your yelp.com and the hundreds of other online directory listings and and source, uh, sites that could potentially be dragging down your rankings on the on the Google map listings. And and again, you know, spamming your name into the into the categories, right? Google has a handful of categories that you can pick on Google Maps. Stick with the basic categories. Don't overdo it, don't spam it. Right? If you if you've got some issues like this, you want to make sure that you've you've got it nice and tight. So Mike's asking a really important question, and it's and it's important. And he's saying, well, if you're using tracking numbers on your website, doesn't that hurt your ability to rank on maps? So I'm just gonna type in Orlando. And this is Shamrock Plumbing and Drain Cleaning, right? Number one on maps. Number one, organically, top of Miami slightly different um, if you set the location to Orlando. But here's the, here's the deal, he ranks number one on Google Maps and I've showed you a bunch of companies that rank number one on Google Maps. This is a, a rotating number, right? But what's consistent is the way that his name, address, phone number is referenced, this number, this company name, And the address associated with it old Windermere garden suite 8 is like that across the internet so you can use tracking numbers on your website as long as the main number is listed somewhere in the footer that way google can match to it Uh, but what you want to do is each of your directories you want to have consistency of each of those across your online directory listings what i don't advocate for is using one number on google a different number on yelp a different number on angie's list that can create some lack of consistency in your name, address, phone number. You want to keep that as consistent as possible. And what we, what we do oftentimes in order to make sure that we can track because we don't want to lose the track. we want to see how many, how many calls came from these online directories directly versus once they get to the website. Um, We'll use a, a tracking number that's uniformly used across the online directory listings. So we can really have consistency of the name, address, phone number, and, you know, still be able to track the results. So Mike, did that help? Did that kind of answer that question for you a little bit? Yes. Cool. Sweet, sweet. Okay. So then let's talk about what we need to do to get ranked. I'm going to, I'm going to share our very simple four step process. And like anything else in the world, there's an 80, 20 principle that applies. How many of you are familiar with the 80-20 principle, the Pareto principle, as they call it? Yes, 80-20 something. Tell me if you get it. Okay. What the Pareto principle or the 80-20 principle tells us is 20% of the activities in anything generate 80% of the results. And so there's a million things you can do to rank on Google Maps from You know, the basics I'm going to be teaching you to going deep with like geotagging images and doing all kinds of cool stuff like that. But the reality is if you can get the fundamentals that I'm going to show you dialed in, that will carry you most of the way. And in most of the cases, like I just showed you Shamrock Plumbing. He's not the big dog in that area. He's dominant in his rankings. But there are massive companies in Orlando that are exponentially bigger than him. But he's won because we've really dialed in this three step strategy I'm going to be sharing with you right now. So, the first is we want to make sure that we've claimed and properly optimized our Google My Business listing. You know, there's certain little things you can do consistency of the name, address, phone number, adding photos and pictures, getting the right categories selected, having a quality description, posting into Google Posts on a consistent basis. Yep, you can do that, and um, you want to optimize it to the fullest extent possible. The next thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you've got lots of structured citations, references of your company's name, address, phone number, like we were talking about before, like where you're literally in Dex knows, you're in Axiom, you're in magic yellow, you're in Angie's list, you're in local.com, you're on HomeAdvisor, you're in all of these places. So when Google looks to say, who's the top plumbing company in Buffalo, New York, they can see that there's, 297 plumbing and hvac companies in that market and they need to see like who should be in three pack right their algorithm has to figure that out and what they're looking for is relevancy they're looking for proximity and they're looking for authority and so if they can see that you're not just on a website but that you're in a bunch of different places and you're listed in those places in, in, the exact same way so that they can match it as the same company, that really helps to tell Google that you're the most authoritative plumbing company in that particular market. And then really the third key element, ranking really well on Google Maps is online reviews, right? All other things being equal, you've got 279 plumbing and HVAC companies that you're competing with. And let's just say 30 of you have a real location in the city you have a solid website. You've got consistent references to your company's name, address, and phone number. You've got links. We're gonna talk about off-page strategies to build up your authority. But let's say all things equal along those lines. It's gonna be the online reviews that have the biggest impact in terms of how you rank and in terms of how you convert, right? Because it's not just about ranking. Just ranking on Google Maps doesn't really mean you're gonna get that many more calls. Because if you think about the psychology of your consumer, what are they doing? They're searching to find somebody that can solve their need, right? And then they want to find someone that's going to be reliable, somebody they can frost, somebody that's not going to rip them off. And they can read some of that on your website. But for the most part, they're going and they're saying, okay, I need a plumber in Orlando. This search right here. And they're seeing Shamrock, they're seeing Drain Genie, they're seeing Emerald, they're seeing Frank Gay, right? They're seeing all these companies. And at the end of the day, the ones that come up at top, obviously are gonna get more eyeballs, but it's going to be the, the ones that have where they can read, okay, let's, let's get 300 reviews. Well, look, people are saying great things and these look like legitimate reviews. This drives conversions. This drives people clicking, calling you directly, bypassing the paid search listing, bypassing the Google guarantee, and calling your company directly. So I'm saying that this has a big impact, not just on on your ranking, but also on how well your Google Map listing converts, calls, leads, book jobs, revenue for your business. So we're going to talk about some specific strategies for generating consistent reviews, Then you've got on and off-page SEO. So search engine optimization, how you set up your website, where you put your title tags, how you set up the content, how you set up your name, address, phone number on the website itself, and then how you build the authority and structured citations out of just these online directory listings to really move the needle in terms of how well you rank. So I've talked for like 15 minutes here just on some, some fundamentals on how to set up your website how to set up your Google My Business listing. I just want to hear from you, like, what's been most helpful so far? We're going to go deeper. We're going to go quite a bit deeper. But from what we covered here, this simple four-step process, what's been most helpful? What resonates with you uh, so far? Trying to change the primary. Okay. I don't know what that means. Tracking number. Yeah, putting a tracking number in the Google Map listings. Yep. Yep. It depends. You know, if you're ranking well and you've got a track number in there, that's, that's fine. Mike says how important the NAP is, the name, address, and phone number, and having lots of structured citations. Albert says you've helped me understand all of these four different types. Good. Let's see. Caroline, learn how to optimize the GMB listing. Okay, cool. So as it relates to claiming and optimizing the listings, I don't want to go super, super tech, but I want to give you some specific things you can kind of sink your teeth into. Um, Obviously, as the owner of plumbing HVAC companies, home service companies, you're not necessarily an internet marketer, right? You may not be doing the website. You may not be doing the, the content. You probably aren't setting up and claiming directories, but I'm going to still recommend that you have access to your Google My Business account. So whether somebody else set up for you or not, you want to be able to log in to Google My Business and double check the settings to see the reviews to kind of make sure that everything's structured correctly. So I'm going to give you a piece of homework, whether you're working with us or working with somebody else, working with a big company or working with the kid across the street, ask them for the login or ask them to make you admin so that you can see your Google My Business listing. I think it's really important. The next thing is, Make sure that your company name on Google My Business is just your company name. So again, if you're Bill's Plumbing, make sure it just says Bill's Plumbing and nothing extra. And in a lot of cases, Google has already gone through and taken whatever spam name you might've put in there and tried to make it match to what your authentic name is, but it's always good to check. Make sure that you've got a website address on your Google My Business listing. I'm always shocked at how often we look And it's got the name, address, phone number. It's got reviews, but they never set the link up to their their website. That's that's a mess. Um, Use a local number, right? In-home services, I don't care if you cross three counties. I don't care if you cross the entire state. When it comes to your local My Business listing, you want to use a local area code number. So in Miami, there's two area codes. There's 786 and there's 305. If you've got an 800 number in there, I'm going to highly recommend you switch that to local for a couple of reasons. First of all, for Google Maps, it seems more relevant that you've got a local number than an 800 number. But from your customer's perspective, everybody wants to feel like they're calling the guy down the street. That's why they're looking on Google Maps. They're really interested in proximity. Right? You may serve there. You may have a tech that's right in their backyard. If there's an 800 number, they're going to feel like, oh, this is a national conglomerate and they're not that local. So highly recommend if there's an 800 number in there, switch it to a, to a local number. The next is uh, don't use a PO box or a UPS store. On this, uh, Aunt Linda's address, like use a real physical office, ideally your warehouse or your showroom. If you don't have that, I would recommend investing in a physical space, at least to put parks and trucks, at least to have some equipment in the city where you want to rank going to take you some time, right? If you've got like a new location, it takes time. It's just like setting up a new website. If I set up a brand new domain, I've got to build authority for that domain, and I've got to get it indexed and it's changing address or you add a brand new address on Google Maps. It's going to take time for it to have enough authority to rank. Um, But at least that's better than having a a PO box or a UPS score. To me, that's like building your foundation on sand it might rank. And listen, I I know that you can find examples in your market probably of someone ranking on Google Maps with a fake location, but it is built on a foundation of sand, which just means at any minute, Google's manual review team could see it, recognize it as a fake location. And no matter what you've done to that point, you're not ranking on maps and you're never going to rank on maps again. So much better to be in a real location with lots of real citations, with lots of real Google online reviews, where your are is going to stand the test of time. The next thing you want to do is you want to upload photos. Google gives you the ability to upload a profile picture, pictures of your staff, pictures of your trucks, pictures of your equipment. What I'll say we're finding works best on your Google GMB listing. You can, you can put all kinds of stuff. Authenticity, just like on your website. Real pictures of the team, real pictures of yourself. Like, don't even put a picture of your truck. Nobody cares about your truck. What they do care about is logo technicians. Even if it's just you, or if it's a team of five, or it's a team of 50, get the pictures of the team. Get the pictures of the tech at the home with a smiling customer. These are the kinds of things that show authenticity If you're involved in your local community, like you're doing networking events, you're going to BNI, you're putting on some type of charity, you know, activity that you're a part of. These are the kind of pictures that people want to see, that they like to see, that really resonate well um, in the the real world. Less, in plumbing and HVAC, less about the cool faucets that you installed, less about the high-end toilet that you installed. Even though that's relevant, it's not that interesting from a conversion perspective. And then you want to make sure that it's your hours of operation and your service area is nice and tight, right? Hours of operation will tell you, let's just say, and this is something you really want to think about. Let's just say your office is only open from 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then it closes and then it rolls over to a call center, right? You have the choice to set within Google My Business or your Google Maps listing to say we're only open from 7.30 to 4 or to show 24 seven. If you show that you're closed after four, then you're not gonna be showing up on Google Maps at that time, or you'll show up what Google will show you as closed and nobody's gonna call you during that time. So I think as long as you've got someone available to answer the phone, those are your hours of operation. Even if, at some, if someone calls at 10, you're not gonna dispatch a technician, but you'll just be able to answer that call and potentially dispatch somebody for tomorrow, I would still mark that as 24-hour service because you've got someone available to answer the phone. So just some things to think about in terms of how you set up your Google My Business listing. And I'll share these slides with you. This is just a, a, a back end of Google My Business right here. You know, this is where you would upload photos. This is where you know you click info, you add your photos. You want pictures of the authentic trucks. You want pictures of what's going on. Uh, you can see this company 7,000 plus views. Um, you want to have posts that are getting posted on a, you know, at least a weekly basis. That way, your your GMB listing is being uh, updated on a, on a consistent, steady basis. Uh, you want to make sure that your your pin is verified, right? So there's a process here. Ideally, have somebody manage this for you. Don't try and verify the listing yourself. But if you verify it, it's going to have that little verified check. You um, know, put the pictures, right? pictures of the team, over 5,000 views of their team, right? And this was in, in a very short window of time. Um, less views are gonna come for your logo, less views are gonna come for things like that. It's just not really all of that relevant. And then pay attention to the insights. Most people don't realize once you log into Google My Business, you know, you can see home info, photos, reviews, where you can check out all of your reviews, and then insights. Insights will tell you, you know, who's seeing your listing, who saw it on maps versus you know directly in the organic listings. And then how many people actually called you from Google maps. And so that's what we, that's what we track on our end in order to pull that into our reporting. How many people called from the Google, my business listing. So a couple other best practices here, um, update your photos and add them on a consistent basis. So don't just set it and forget it. Like there's something to be said for logging in and updating a new picture, right? On, on as consistent basis as you can, rotating it, right? Keep it relevant. Don't start loading just garbage pictures of you know, your, the back of your truck or pictures of your guy underneath the sink. Like keep the images relevant, but update them on a consistent basis. Take team photos on a consistent basis. This gives you stuff to put out on social media as well. It gives you stuff to put out on email blasts. It gives you stuff to load up into your website, but update it right and keep it consistent. Um, you want to be leveraging Google posts at least once every 90 days. I like to see it done every week. That way you're getting stuff posted on a consistent basis. Something that I think gets missed often with Google Maps is responding to reviews. Right? Like people are posting reviews on your Google My Business listing. So here's Shamrock, right? Thousand, almost a thousand reviews, 997. Most people have these reviews and they just sit unaddressed, right? What you want to do is you want to log into these reviews and post responses to them. Hey, thanks for the review. Hey, really appreciate your business. Really appreciate the opportunity to serve you. And you can come up with you know 10 to 15 semi canned responses and, and just have a rotation of responses to the reviews that are happening. I think that shows you as a more proactive provider and it shows you as someone that's paying attention to what's going on. Um, and then there's a, the questions box within Google My Business. um, You want to kind of seed some questions in there, answer some questions. I think that has an impact on how your website or how your Google My Business listing ranks and comes up. So those are just some best practices on optimizing your Google My Business listing. Hopefully that was helpful. Any key insights in here? I know Sherry's been adding stuff on a consistent basis. Um, Yep. She's chiming in. No virtual offices, no co-working spaces. Yep. 100%. I just want to make sure I don't leave any questions behind here. We'll keep going here in a second. So Mike's asking if you've got an 800 number in your, in your GMB, what what should you do? Um, I mean, you always want to check, there's an outside chance they're already ranking with that. And if that's the case, you leave it, right? But if they're not ranking, it could be something that's holding the back, right? So I would find their main company number and probably switch to that and have that be what's listed across the web. That's going to be the most authoritative phone number and um, and get that checked out. Joshua was asking if there's an easy way to check. Um, yeah, that's a good point here, Sherry. And this might be technical, but you can add it as a secondary number. So Use the 800 number as the secondary number and the main company number as the main number. That way you've still got that 800 number in there. It still matches to something that might be out there in citations. Um, and that's a good way to, to set up your tracking as well. Um, Joshua wants to know about a cool source to see how your, your listings are, are, are showing up. I'm gonna to get to that right now. I'm actually gonna give you a free tool where you'll be able to type in your company name, address, phone number, and it will show you where there's inconsistency, where there's duplicate listings, where there may be, an issue. So, hang with me. I'm going to share that right now. So, step one: claim and optimize your Google My Business listing. Step two: you want to build the citations and the consistency, right? You want to have lots of listings, and you want to focus on the top fifty, like online directory sites, the ones everyone knows, like Yelp and Angie's List and City Search and Home Advisor and any local plumber. But then you also want to look for tier two type listings, like the local business directory, the niche specific directory those carry a lot of weight and they can actually be the determining factor that give you a little bit more authority than the, than the competition. So get lots of citations on the spectrum of sites, make sure that you're using the same name, address, phone number across all of them, and then pay close attention to duplicate listings. This happens all the time or you'll have two or three listings on Google, my business. Now you've got duplicates and you're at risk of Google thinking any one of the three could be fraudulent. You're at risk of one of them getting a bunch of reviews and the other one's getting shut down. But you also wanna look for duplicate information on the secondary sites like Yellow Pages. I see sometimes companies have four or five listings on Yellow Pages or they've got misinformation on some version of a Yelp listing. You wanna find all of those inconsistencies and consolidate them as much as possible. Make sure that that name, address, phone, number, profile is extremely accurate and extremely tight. One of the key things to get to the root of bad listing information is the data aggregators, right? There are aggregators. There's really four main ones: Factual, Axiom, InfoCity, and uh, InfoGroup, and Newstar. And like these these companies aggregate data; they sell it off to to advertisers, but they also house what is known as like the main name, address, phone number, contact details for your company. And so oftentimes, if you haven't set up these data aggregators, there could be one that has misinformation because of, you know, because of how you incorporated back in 2007 you know, or because some SEO guy set you up with a fake listing, right? And it got picked up in a data aggregator. And then what those data aggregators do is they push out to hundreds of other sites that leach off of them for data that they can serve into the online directory sphere. So what you want to do is you want to get to those data aggregators, all four of them, get them updated with the correct name, address, phone number. That way you can you can kind of cut off the misinformation that might be spread across the internet and and really get it all corrected, right? So pay attention to these data aggregators if you're not familiar what they are. Um, some of my favorite citation tools to get online directory listings and then to clean up directory listings and to go out and um, like kind of simplify your whole process. There's Bright Local, a great tool for, you know, name, address, phone number, citation management, White Spark, um, Advice Local has some great tools for, for directory listings, Moz Local. And then, you know, really my favorite is, is Yext. And they're like kind of the big bad bear of the local directory listings industry but the fact is they've got all of the APIs into the most important online directories. So if you think about, you know, if you think about the 80-20 principle, right? There's 20% of these online directories that are the most authoritative, like the Yelps and the Angie's lists and the city searches and the map quests. And so the beauty of, of Yext is that you can update yourself in Yext. And if you work with us, we, you know, we can manage your Yext profile. If you don't, you know, it's a a great tool to use because you can update it in one place, have duplicate suppression across a lot of the most important sites. And then you've also got um, quick updates. Like if you're doing this manually, like we did for a long time, there's benefits to that, but there's also cons, right? It's very time consuming. Sometimes you'll update a listing and it doesn't go live because there's a verification, validation, review process. A lot of times with Yext, you update it, all of the main sites are updating and and immediately. Now with that said, you cannot stop with Yext, right? Yext is a 20 principle. Yes, it's very powerful, but the reality is Yext only taps into, you know, the top 75 or so sites and they are adding sites as they go, but you need to have a much broader citation footprint than just what Yext provides. And that's where using some of the citation resources I'm going to share with you here in a second can really help you get more citations, which separate you from the competition, right? So is this helpful to kind of some tools that you guys can plug into to kind of shortcut this process and the automation tools that we like? Let me know if this is helpful. Yes, helpful. Yes, excellent. Okay, great. Awesome, thanks guys. So Josh was asking for a resource to get a sense of... Uh, you know, what does your citation profile look like today, right? Is it clean? Is there an accuracy? Are there duplicates? This site, if you go to plumberseo.net slash scan, oops, Christian, can you pop this into chat? Um, if you go here, you type in, use your name, address, phone number, like it sits on Google, my business, or it sits on Google right now. It will scan the internet and it will show you. Here's where you've got inconsistency. Here's where there's issues. And you could use that to manually go in and fix it, or you could hire a company like ours to go in and, and adjust those for you. Uh, or you could, you know, you could, you know, hire Yext directly, for instance, and and get that little piece of the puzzle squared away. So that's a great resource. Plumberseo.net/scan. Completely free, no obligation. Just a great resource to help you get a sense of where there's inconsistency. So you type in your name, address, phone number, and then it will come back with a report like this. How much is inaccurate? So in the case here, Southern Plumbing and Mechanical had 88% inaccuracy, right? It'll say, oh, you're not on Foursquared and um, you've got the wrong number on white pages. And the number that you've got listed on Facebook doesn't match what you've got listed over on, on Google, right? So these, I mean, I know it's, it's tedious. I know it seems like detail orientation stuff but the reality is this is what makes the difference between you having a consistent name, address, phone number, potentially ranking in the top three results and not ranking at all. So hopefully this tool helps you kind of identify where there may be that, that inconsistency. And again, that can be found at plumbresco.net slash scam. So best practices on, on citations, I really think Manually clean and optimize the Google My Business listing, right? So your Google profile, you want to have a direct login where you go to Google.com, My Business, where you've got access to see what's at, what's there, what pictures are on there, what the reviews look like, you know, all of that, where you have access to insights, you want to do that manually verified directly on Google. Um, Then I suggest using a tool like Yext for for the API integration so that you can hit the top 50 citations. I, I think you pay to claim and, and optimize the, the top four data aggregators. That way you can really make sure you're controlling the content or the, the listing data downstream. And then you wanna use a tool like, like Bright Local uh, or White Spark to find those niche directories, right? This is really what moves the needle, right? It's one thing to claim these directories, right? And to have yourself updated on Google, to have yourself updated on Yext, and to be in the data aggregators. What really, what what we do that a lot of the bigger companies or the people that are just doing the basic stuff here don't do is go to the next level, right? There's lots of smaller sites. There's lots of bigger sites that are very niche focused, and you want to have listings on those. The problem is it takes work you can't just click a button and have it updated. Like you had a manual go to, you know, random directory, you know, dallas.com, fill out the details, upload the pictures, type the URL, put the phone number, clean up the, the, the citation. And those extra 10, 15, 30, 70 new citations per month can really move the needle in terms of how authoritative your Google My Business listing is versus the competition. I hope that makes sense. Let me know if this is clear. Um, You know, this, you know, what I don't want you to get is, okay, I'm just going to throw myself on the X. I'm going to claim my Google, my business and call it a day, right? There's more to it. Like you have to be building this up consistently and over time. So I've got a list of some of the top citation sources that you can tap into. Um, These are the ones that we tend to add our clients to. Um, If we look specifically for for plumbing it's things like networks and contractors.com and fixer.com and build zoom and the best plumbers and uh, homeblue.com plumbingweb.com that's like little you know tier two and tier three uh, citation sources um, that you can add yourself to in addition to Yext in addition to the data aggregators and so I've got that list for you if it's helpful if you go to plumberseo.net slash citations Richard wants to know for the dentist niche. So this webinar specifically for plumbing HVAC, home service contractors, you would want to like develop your own list if you're looking for for dentists. Uh, but you know, there's there's specific citations, there's specific sources that you can definitely look into for that. Hey, Christian, can you pop this link um, of the top citation sources in here into chat for me? How many of you guys would like to have access to that list of the citations? Just put in comments, citations. okay and i'm going to send these slides off if it's helpful as well so you have it there so that's step one claim and optimize google my business step two get lots of citations consistency of your name address phone number step three is going to be online reviews right talked about this right the online reviews all other things being equal christian can you post that for me Yeah, put the HTTPS in there and make sure that it lands on the right place. Um, All other things being equal, Google sees you as more authoritative if you have more views. Your customers see you as more authoritative if you have more views. So what I'm going to suggest on this front, all of you should be leveraging automation. All of you, without question, a service call is done, a project is installed, an email and a text message absolutely needs to go out automatically without anybody in your team having to click a button without anybody on your team having to follow up on it manually, like to the extent that you can do a job, have a very simple, thanks so much for your business. We'd love it. If you write a review, click here to write a review, have them hard logged into Google where they can post that review. That is the very best way to do it. And without question the companies that have this automated into their process, are doing the best, are getting the most reviews on a consistent basis, and are you know dominating in, in, in search. Because if you got lots of reviews, you must be credible. If people are saying you're great, there must be something about it. And that's what people want, right? They want to deal with the quality provider, and Google knows that. And so Google definitely gives preference to the companies that have the most online reviews. So leverage automation. I'm going to share some of my favorite tools for automating this with you here in a second. Um, but don't leave it at that right? You can't just use automation and call it a day. I think you want to have you want to have the automatic email text message go out. You want to have something physical that's handed to the customer after the service call. So we use um, review cards. So just custom cards with the text photo on it and kind of would love it if you'd write us a review and tell us where to go to do it. And that's, you know, nobody's taking that card and typing it in, but it's training the technician to plant the seed that they need a review, right? So, I mean, I I just recently bought a new car. My wife and I bought a new car and you guys have all experienced this, right? You're buying the car, you're signing the documents, the guy gives you an extra trinket at the end. Hey, don't forget, you know, you know, we take our reviews very seriously and, you know, you're going to get a survey. We really need you to post us a good review. It, It has a lot to do with my compensation. It has a lot to do with, um, you know how we're rated as a company, and we take that very seriously. I don't want you to become car salesmen with, with how you do this, but I am going to suggest, like, train your technicians to to plant that seed. Hey, listen, after the service call here, you're going to get an email and a text message with a place to write us to write us a review. You know, do you feel like you had a great experience today? And get them to say yes. Great. You know, my my compensation, kind of how I'm how I'm rated in our performance as a company, because we take world class service extremely seriously. um, It's going to be based on the reviews that I get. Um, Would you be willing to take a couple minutes and and write a review for us if I send that to you? Yes? Oh, great. And in some cases, some companies will even be so bold as to, you know, right at their house, hey, you know, can you pull up this website for me real quick? And they pull it up, and they write the review while the technician's there. You can't do that on your technician's iPad. You can't, because Google looks at the IP address, and it's just, it's not authentic. But you could tell the customer, hey, I noticed you've got your cell phone there. Can you just real quick pull this up? That's uncomfortable for some companies. It's uncomfortable for some techs. But it it tends to work really well. But at at a minimum, you want to create a world-class experience. So your company needs to do great work, right? You need to answer the phones. You need to show up on time. You need to roll out the carpet and put on the booties and have great service. But you also want to bake into into the process you know, that your technician is going to ask that they're going to expect a review and to really bake it into what you do on a very consistent basis. Um, The other thing, you know, that I found to work really well, um, some of our clients like, like Shamrock, we saw there with 900 plus online reviews. What he does is they finish the job. They provide great service. They send a review request out via email. They do a happy call. How many of you guys do happy calls? Happy calls. If you do happy calls, you're just checking in after the call. And so they do happy calls They say, Hey, Ms. Jones, just wanted to check in. I know, you know, Bob was out there earlier, wanted to make sure everything went well. Were you satisfied with the service? Yes. And if they did good, okay, great. Well, Hey, really appreciate your feedback. We take things very seriously. You might've just gotten an email with a link to write us a review. Did you get that? And they say, Oh yeah, I, I got it. You know, or I didn't get it. Okay, great. Let me send it to you again real quick. Would you mind taking a minute while I'm on the phone and writing the review? I promise you if, you, if you get your technicians to plant that expectation while they're in the home, and then you do a happy call that follows up, make sure that they had a good experience, and then you kind of hold their feet to the fire, so to speak, while they're on the line, not everybody, but a high percentage will do it, and that, that will help. But I think the biggest thing you can do to, to bake online reviews and consistent reviews into your, into your, you know, your, your business is to make it part of your company culture. And so what I mean by that is, people, you know, your team is more motivated by being recognized in front of their peers than they are by the money that you pay them. Like statistics will tell us that 100%. And so if you can just, most of us are doing weekly huddles with our team, um, maybe even daily huddles with the team, make it part of your weekly team or at least your monthly team meeting where you track, all right, which technicians got the most reviews? Let's acknowledge that. Let's call them up in front of their peers. Hey, look, homeowner Bill just said, Johnny did an amazing job. He showed up on time. He solved the problem. He was super professional. And we're going to give, we're going to give that technician a bonus because he provided world-class service. So I'm telling you just a couple things that I found outside of automation that can really make a massive difference in the amount of reviews. I'll tell you the companies that crush it with online reviews are doing all of this, right? They've got the automation. They're calling in on happy calls and they're recognizing the technicians and making it part of the culture that they want to provide the best experience. They want to get that review and they want to get recognized and compensated for providing that level of experience to the customers. And having those reviews is what drives the rankings, that drives the conversion, that makes everything work extremely well. So, um, George was asking about tools. So, these are some of the tools we recommend that we find work really well in this space um, Nearby Now, Review Buzz, BirdEye, Customer Lobby, um, there's PulseM now. Uh, there's lots of platforms that, that can kind of help with the automation of this review request process. I'm not nearly as hung up on the tool as I am on making sure that you've got automation where the email goes out after every service call, the text message especially goes out after every service call, making it super easy for the customer to click the button and request the review. Um, but there's something you can do to really even supercharge this to the next level. Because um, a lot of these tools rely on, they're automat- automatic, but manual. Automatic, but manual. Because if you think about review buzz. The service call gets done in a lot of cases. Then you got to go in and somebody on our team has to type in the customer's name and cell phone number and email and the email goes out. Same with Nearby Now, same with Customer Lobby. You know, they're automatic, but somebody has to key the information in. The companies that we're having the best results with that are getting the most online reviews have this directly fed from their, their dispatch platform. And now Service Titan has it I know that House Call Pro has it. I'm sure Field Edge has some different integrations where the job is completed. And once the job is completed, automatically triggers the review request. I tell you, if you can take your technicians out of the process, if you can take your dispatchers out of the process and just make it once the job is closed, the email, the text message, and maybe a drip campaign requesting feedback happens, that's when there's explosive growth in the number of online reviews that you can get. So that's that's the third piece, really making sure you've got a system to get online reviews on a consistent basis from your real customers in your real service area. Let me know if that's been helpful for you. If it kind of un, it kind of gave you some ideas on how to do that. Okay, so I got some good some good nods uh, some good nods there. So here's what I want to do next. We're going to talk about. Um, SEO. I'm not going to talk long about SEO because the fact is, um, I've got an hour and a half long webinar we did last month that talks about how to set up your website, where to put your name, where to put your phone number, how to optimize for for conversion. But I want to make sure you know that on your website, from a Google My Business and Google Maps optimization perspective, you want to have your name, address, phone number matched on the site. You want your city in the title tag. You want your city in the H1 tag. You want unique content. You want pages for each of your services. You want pages for each of your uh, cities. And that's what you want to do on page, off page, outside of the website itself. We want to claim the, my business listing. We're going to get those lots of citations. We want to build up online reviews. And then we want to also build authority because if you look at it and we look at, at like Orlando Plumber here, Shamrock Plumbing, he's number one, but he doesn't have, the most reviews. Frank Gay actually has a little bit more reviews. So it's not just about the reviews. It's not just about the citations. It's also about the website. It's about the on the website. It's about the links and the, like the citation profile pointed back to the website. So you will see there's, there's pages on this website for all of the different services. There's pages for each of the cities, right? And that gives more context to Google about what this site's all about, about what it should be ranking for and about why it should rank well in the in the map listings. So there's something we're doing now that really has an impact on those off-page factors that really help to build authority. And so it used to be, okay, we'll grab some links, we'll blog on a monthly basis. But what we're doing now is what I call strategic content syndication. I'm gonna talk about this real quick. I'll make sure we wrap up here in the next 10 or 15 minutes so everybody can get back to work, but if you want me to keep going, like posting comments, keep going. I know I've got a lot of you still here on with me, so hopefully I'm not going too deep, but it seems like this is resonating and it's it's value added information for you guys. So, all right, keep going says Bill, keep going says Josh, Albert, keep great info. Okay, good. A simple blog post on your website just isn't gonna cut it anymore, right? The fact is if you're doing blogging every week or you're doing blogging every single month, that carries very little weight for you because those blog posts don't get picked up in the, in the, in the index for the most part, they don't build any links. They don't build any authority from, from what you're doing. And so really what, what we found works well is authority signal generation. So I'm going to skip this stuff because it's, it, it gets pretty technical, but really when you get down to the nitty gritty of, of, what Google wants to rank versus what Google does on Google maps. It really comes down to expertise, authority, and trust, right? If they feel that your company is the most expertise because you've got quality content, structured snippets, you've got media rich content with pictures and videos on the site, that's, that's going to build your expertise authority. If your website is not only referenced from directories, but it's actually got links from Authoritative news sites like ABC, CBS, Fox News, you know, Fox and things like that. That's gonna pass authority for your company, for the, for, for the business. And then trust, right? Because the website has page rank, because it's got links, because people are staying on the website, they're not bouncing off at a super high level. All kinds of things, right? This is the local uh, ranking factors uh, report that, that is put out by, um, by a couple of different companies. Lots of, lots of things. And, and for, for you guys as home service contractors, this is super complicated It's super technical. So I'm not going to get into it. Um, but the bottom line is if we can get more authority than our competition, if we get more links, more citations, and if we look at like, these are the, like the most important factors, it's really about who's putting out the content. And if we can have authoritative attribution, to the blog content that's picked up outside of just the website itself. I'm telling you it has a huge impact on rankings, right? Because it's about proximity. How close is your business and local business listing to the area where the person is searching? Zip codes, geo-coordinates, things like that. How How relevant is it to what they typed because of the H1s and the citations and the review velocity and everything else. And then the prominence, we're talking about their expertise, authority, and trust which is brand mentions, which is uh, local ranking factors that most SEO companies don't pay any attention to at all. Like if we combine all of that stuff, this is how these great rankings happen over time, right? And so what we're doing is content syndication. Basically for, for you, our clients, the clients we serve, as opposed to just creating a blog post that sits on our site, we're creating a blog post that then gets syndicated out and brings in lots of citations, lots of snippets back to your website, which gets that website ranked well in organic search. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to pull up Valley Plumbing. It's one of our our top clients in Salt Lake City, Utah. And so this is their website. Run a couple searches. You see they do really well in and around West Jordan, um, Lehigh Valley, everywhere in between. Um, But if we look at news and News and media. We, we've shifted from just putting out blog content to putting out really media releases. And so every time we do a blog post, let's say I'm going to pick like put an end to waterborne viruses. This is relevant with what's going on with with COVID nineteen. This is newsworthy. It's specific to their company, and it doesn't just sit on their website. This is really it's almost like blogging on steroids because now we're taking it we're syndicating it out. And so you can see this has been picked up by like news sites in their area. So I'll I'll just click, click a couple of these. But what you're gonna see is each one of those sends authority back to their site. Like some of these links, like this is going back to water filtration. This is a quality link from a lot of different sources back to their website. And we use strategic anchor text throughout some of it passes back to the site. Some of it passes back to other sections of this. I don't want to get too technical here, but here's when it comes to Google Maps, where the rubber meets the road. We need more structured citations, name, address, phone number consistently across the web than our competition, right? And so now we've got an authoritative site. or actually hundreds of authoritative websites linking back with anchor text, which, which actually helps with our SEO efforts. But then we've also got that structured citation with the company's name, address, phone number. We've got a GMB embed, which is a Google My Business embed, right in each of these different posts. So without question, now this company, and if we're doing this on a consistent basis, you know, two, three times a month, or even just once a month, we're creating more authority in amplifying the impact of the content that we push out. This is called, content syndication and it's having a huge impact on how well we can rank our clients in competitive markets. So, you know, I'm not going to go into these case studies. I've covered it before, but as we switched shifted from just doing, you know, bread and butter blog content to really syndicating, building up this uh, profile media releases that create more inbound links, more structured citations has had a huge impact on how our clients rank. In the, in the organic listings. And I've showed you I've showed you case studies. It feels like I showed a lot, but I, I literally only showed you like six or seven clients. I could show you hundreds of plumbing HVAC companies in very competitive markets that are ranking in dominant positions and generating hundreds of leads every single month via the internet as a function of this strategy that we've just unpacked over the last hour and 20 minutes. So I'd love to hear from you, like what were some of the key insights? What were some of the things that, that you picked up that were helpful, Um, what can you go back and implement from what we've covered today? Because I don't wanna just close up with, okay, now you've got some cool ideas, like what will you put in place? What's stuck inside your brain? What changes do you need to make in order to move the needle, to build more authority, to build more reviews, to move the rankings up so you get more leads, more calls and better profitability in your plumbing HVAC home service company? This was great. Um, are your citations no follow or do follow? So, with the releases we're doing, we can actually set certain links to be do follow, certain links to be no follow, and a structured citation is a structured citation. So that's another place where it's getting picked up across the across the web. Great information. Scott says he's going to start syndicating more of his content, to, you know, in media releases. Excellent. So I'd love to hear from you guys. If this was helpful, great. I'm going to send the slides. If you'd like more information, let me know. If you'd like to talk with us about having our team implement this for you, we'd love the opportunity to chat. So if if you'd like to have us look at your Google My Business listing, if you'd like to have us look at your online rankings and show you exactly where there's room for improvement in rankings, um, we will do a custom analysis completely free of charge. Uh, We'll review your website. We'll review your rankings. We'll run a ranking report for you. Um, And we'll we'll talk about how how much it costs to have us do this for you and help you take your plumbing HVAC home service business to the next level, like seriously, to the next level as quickly as possible. So if you're interested in that, post in comments. Christian is watching. um, Just post schedule. Just let us know you want to schedule and we'll be sure to reach out to you. Or what you could do is go straight to plumberseo.net slash schedule. So if you could, Christian, pop that into chat, plumberseo.net slash schedule, and that will take you to a page where you can pick a time on our, on our calendar and we'll we'll get to work, right? We give us a couple of days and what we do is we, we run an analysis of your website. We do all of the work to see exactly where there's room for improvement and talk turkey, right? Here's how much it will cost. Here's the results you can expect. Here's the process that we'll put in place. Um, and either it makes sense to do something or it doesn't. It's completely um, no obligation uh, and no cost to do that as well. Excellent, let's see if there's any questions in here. Thank you guys for sticking with me. I hope this was valuable. It looks like We had a good, a good group with us the whole time. So that's awesome. Uh, Christy says, great information. Thank you. Um, are the other webinars available? Yep, if you go to our website and kind of look at the blog, um, you'll see. Usually, we're, we're adding that stuff to the blog as we go. Albert says, "Great as always. Appreciate that." Um, yellow Pages? Do you do that? Um, not sure what you mean there. Like, so you can claim a free listing on Yellow Pages. We, we would definitely do that. Um, or you can advertise in Yellow Pages. Don't really recommend it. I'm not seeing a great return from the printed Yellow Pages and/or the, um, you know, the the yp.com or the online Yellow Pages at, anymore. You know, it used to be good. And we're an online company. I used to say, hey, look, you should still be in print, but it's just not generating a ton of calls for most of the contractors we work with. Um, I want to make sure I don't leave anybody out in terms of questions. I don't know if my brain can take two whole days of this. Okay. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Good deal. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate your time and your attention. Um, I will send an email out, Timothy, with the replay and with the slides. Uh, Gordon where did you post the question post it again because I might have I might have missed it I you know what Gordon I really apologize I'm not seeing it here there's tons of comments coming in um, <laughs> if anything send me an email or send me a post and I'll make sure that I get it addressed for you so Gordon saying, what if I have a listing that's showing us closed that, I mean, that's one of those one-off situations. We need to pull it up and we need to look at it. Right. I, I can't answer that, you know, without looking at the situation. Um, could be as simple as just marketing is open. Could be, you know, there's a, some kind of penalty on the listing. So shoot. Yeah. Gordon, shoot, shoot Christian a message. We'll jump on a call. We'll look at it for you. All right. Good deal. Well, I appreciate you guys' time. I appreciate the, the, the rapt attention here. I appreciate the engagement. Thank you for chatting back and forth with me, asking questions, chiming in when I asked you to chime in. Um, you know, If you're interested in having us do this for you, you know, go to plumber.co.net slash schedule. Let's schedule time to chat. And uh, Sandra says, thanks for the webinar. Since the computer had problems, I missed the first part. Can I send the slides? Yes. Um, actually, it looks like the recording worked. So you know, by tomorrow, this whole thing will be up and available for replay. So you can watch the whole thing and I will send the slides uh, as well. Outstanding. Well, thank you guys. Have an amazing afternoon. Uh, Be sure to tune in for one of our sessions to follow. I believe the next webinar is going to be around Google local service ads, how to make sure that you're capitalizing on that, how to make sure you're winning with Google local service ads. So stay tuned for that and um, have an amazing day. We'll talk to you guys soon. my end. All right, guys. Talk to you later.